big thing with with my generation, the millennials, is you know going on social media and see people taking trips, and you're like, man, how are they? It seems like they're in Europe every every other week. Like, what's going on there? And it, it's all of those things that pop up, um, and oftentimes it's just one-off examples. But you see it over and over through your newsfeed or whatever you're looking at, and uh, it's hard to stay on track and, and, and keep that perspective of, well, I'm doing this because I have a greater purpose for my life that I want to serve. And if you hold true to that and you're serving other people, odds are the financial returns will, will come your way. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What is going on, all of you amazing abundant leaders out there? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, proving to you that you can, in fact, live a life of abundance in family, faith, finances, and fitness on your way to having more. And remember, there is absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to have more. When you add more value to others, you always get more back of whatever it is that you're adding out into society and adding to others. So always strive to be more. By being more, then you can give more. And by giving more, you can have more. And listen, don't question it. Just do it. I assure you, it works. This is a reality in my life. It has been for many years. That's why I started this whole abundance journey and decided to have conversations with other abundant leaders out there paying it forward and creating more in their own life by creating more around them. But listen to this very closely. I'm a believer in the law of attraction, but I believe so much more in the law of action. So take action today, be abundant in your actions by paying it forward and sharing this conversation and men of abundance with others in your circle. Take a screenshot of your cell phone or if you're listening to this on the computer, then take a picture of it and post that picture on social media, hashtag men of abundance. And you know what? Just go ahead and hashtag abundance. Let's just go ahead and own that word, hashtag abundance. Now, I know Peter Diamandes has a hard lock on abundance because he is one of the guys that I started following when I went down this whole abundance journey. By the way, if you've never heard of Peter Diamandes, look up the book called Abundance. If you ever question that there is abundance in the world, look up Peter Diamandes, get on his newsletter. He proves to you with data that there is a there is so much abundance in the world in resources, in education, in everything. It's just a matter of how it's distributed. I'm not going to get too much into it, but I get super hyped up when I think about this because abundance to me is so much more than a mindset. It is a reality. We have so much abundance in the world, it's ridiculous. You just have to know where it's at and where to get it. That's why I get infuriated when I, and when people say things like, well, he's got all the money and he makes all the money in the world. And he's that doesn't because somebody's wealthy doesn't mean they have all the money in the world. You can go get your share too. It's not like a finite piece of pie that there's only so many pieces of it. No, it's a pie 
that keeps on growing and there's plenty for everybody. You just have to figure out a way to get your share. And it is your share. When you add value to others, then you get duly compensated for that. All right, I'm going to get off my soapbox now, and I'm going to introduce our feature guest today so that we can get into this conversation. But be sure to share this conversation with others. And if you have a few minutes, go over to iTunes, leave a rating and review. It really helps us in the searches when people are looking for these type of conversations. And I assure you, people will thank you for it. Our feature guest today is a husband, podcast host, personal development thought leader, and a data-driven marketing consultant. He hosts the Millennial Mastermind Podcast, a show dedicated to giving entrepreneurial millennials the tools, tactics, and inspiration to turn their dreams into reality. Each week, he interviews successful entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and experts to share their stories and their advice on how to create a life worth living. Brad's own personal development journey was born from a place of frustration and desperation. Like many of us, he found himself at a point in life where he felt he was unfulfilled, undervalued, and underpaid. Worse yet, he knew that there was a wealth of unmet potential deep inside himself. It was at that point that he had decided to take a stand and make a change. That's where the Millennial Mastermind podcast was born. Now his mission is to help others identify, launch, and scale the businesses that will support their lives of abundance. Men of Abundance, it is my pleasure to introduce you to Brad Mulvey. Brad, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Wally, thanks for having me. I'm having a great day. Thank you. Excellent. Where are you at in the world? I'm in Cleveland, Ohio. I have not been to Cleveland, Ohio yet. I have not been really Cleveland at all. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you got to make it. Although I would recommend uh, stick to the summer months when you're coming to the Midwest. It gets a little cold I've here in the winter. <laughs> I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't mind visiting cold weather. Um, it's just living in it. That's. I have no desire to do that. <laughs> sure. I've done it before, <laughs> yeah. so I know. Okay. I'm one of these fools who grew up in the cold weather and uh, everywhere I've ever moved seemed just to follow it along. So I got to get smart and come out your way to Florida. <laughs> well, you know, the, the way I see it is, is as long as it's what you enjoy, I don't knock it. You know, it's everybody, you know, but I see people all the time, you know, I can't like Phoenix. I grew up in Phoenix, Arizona and people would say, it's so damn hot here. I'm like, well, move. I mean, right. I don't live there anymore. <laughs> I was born and raised there. Left, you know, when I was 20, I haven't been back. Well, just to hang out, I was back there this June, actually, this June, yeah. July and August, which is it's the wrong funny. time to go to Phoenix. People are just so ready to complain about stuff, and uh, it's not like you don't know what you're getting every year in the winter or the summer in Phoenix's case, but mm-hmm. yeah, people, uh, you know, they they always have something that they can look to to complain about. <laughs> That's a very good point, and one of the things that I've heard a couple times, I think I first heard it from Tony Robbins, is the number one addiction in the world, specifically in the United States, I can say that because I've you know lived here all my life, well, most of my life, and I've lived other places but is the number one addiction is our own problems Mm. and we like to hold on to them we call them our own we tell everybody about them especially when i start hanging around with some older folks all they ever want to talk about is their (laughs) their new problem that they have i'm like really this is what we've come to got all the great things to talk about man it's so true and like even just in like day-to-day conversation and making small talk Mm -hmm. it's so easy to go negative and just you know find a mutual thing to complain about and once i realize that i probably heard it on a podcast or from somebody like tony mm-hmm. uh 
and became aware of it. You just recognize it all the time and you catch yourself doing it all the time that it's just so much easier to, it's almost our, as, as humans, our default setting to go negative. So it takes all the practice and training, but you you can break that habit. 100% right, Brad. And that's why I have this men of abundance podcast so that we can get the heck away from that scarcity mindset, complaining mindset, into a mindset of abundance. That being said, I like to start out with an attitude of gratitude, man. What do you have to be grateful for today? Uh, so much. Um, I guess the, uh, the top thing that's on my mind is, uh, my wife, she's 20 weeks pregnant and just, uh, seeing what the female body goes through during that time period. It'll be our first one is pretty amazing. And so I'm grateful for, for her and, and she's going to be a great mom, but everything that she's, uh, going through now to, uh, help grow our family. Absolutely. That is a huge blessing. And I have to say, my wife and I were literally having kind of a similar conversation last night just because of the things women have to go through. And I was like, man, could you imagine if men had to go through that? And she's like, you would would just be crying all the damn time. It's Uh, true. It's absolutely true. I'd be such a baby about it. (laughs) Man, don't even get me started. We're blessed just to be just to be men. (laughs) (laughs) I agree with that. The female... Uh, gender is a is a tough group over there. <laughs> They're tough. They are tough. Absolutely, without a doubt, man. So one of the things, you know, I talked a little bit about you professionally, and you know, shared some stuff in your bio. But like I said, that's all the cool stuff you're doing, all the professional stuff. Here at Men of Abundance, we like to get to know the man behind the abundance. So if you would, how would you describe yourself? Yeah, so I think of myself as just the eternal optimist, and it probably drives my crazy, my wife crazy at times. I'm just trying to always look for the positive in situations, and um, also just a man of of action. And sometimes it's not the right action, but one of my pet peeves is when you know people talking about complaining again. People will complain about the situation that they find themselves in, and then do nothing about it. It. And so that's something that I've seen a lot around me in my personal life. And so um, pretty early on, I, I realized I didn't want to be that person. If there's something that I had in my life that I, I didn't like, I would try to do something about it. Like I said, it's I don't always take the right action, but I try to take some sort of action uh, to at least try to re- re- um, get the situation right. Um, so that's a man of action and a lot of, a lot of uh, positivity coming from my end of the court. Yeah, of all the action that you could take, that's the wrong, the worst action you could take is no action. Right. Uh, for sure. And I dig that. I really like that that mentality uh, to do that. One of the things that I used to do when I was, um, you know, worked a lot more with people, uh, and even as I work with people that I'm working with now, if they come to me with a problem, I would pr- I want them to come to me with three possible solutions. They could be completely just out there, but you got to have three possible solutions because that gets the mind to think that, yeah, this is an issue. And sometimes there's not always a solution. You just got to push through it, but at least try to come up with something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Throughout my career, I've worked in a number of different client facing roles, whether that be sales or whether that be working with coaching clients or something like that. And, and things come up when you're working with people inevitably, you know, shit's going to hit the fan and, and, mm-hmm. and that it's going to happen. But having that attitude, like you talk about coming with a solution when there is, is an issue makes all the difference in the world. I know when somebody comes to me with a problem, but already has thought through, okay, made a mistake or, or something came up, but here's how I think we can go about trying to fix it. That That is such 
a stronger position to take than um, just coming to a situation with, oh, well, here's where we're at. Didn't go the way we had hoped. Now I don't know what to do. And and it's just a, a slight tweak in the way you do things, but it makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, it absolutely does. And and you're absolutely correct. Again, it, it just stuff always is is always going to happen something is always going to go wrong and that's what we do on a daily basis that's part of growing as people and, and as men is we solve problems and if any you know that's one of the things the downfalls of men quite frankly when it comes to relationships with women is we always want to solve the problem and there's not always a problem they just need to be heard i don't right. get this whole conversation into you know men um communicating with women and stuff but <laughs> It's a it's a fact. It's I can speak for myself anyway. I'm always trying to find a solution to issues, and you know, there's not always like I said, there's not always a solution. Sometimes you just gotta you know listen through it and kind of live through it. Yeah, I, I grew up with two brothers, no sisters, and so uh, that's a lesson that I keep learning over and over again with my wife. <laughs> Sometimes she just wants to be heard, doesn't necessarily want me to do anything about it. So I feel you on that one, brother. Absolutely. Yeah. And 27 years of marriage, I think I'm, I I would think I've got it figured out and then something else comes up and I'm like, really? (laughs) Just happened this weekend. I I kid you not. I promise you it just happened this weekend. I was like, what is she so mad about? Oh, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. All right. Well, note taken. (laughs) So you're saying that. I'm one year into marriage, so you're saying it. I, I've got no end in sight to my Mm-mm. stupidity when it no, comes sir. to relationships. <laughs> no, sir. All right. We will continue being right, stupid about enough. it and just deal with it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's so one of the other questions that I like to get into, and this is it gets kind of deep with some people, and I, and the deeper the better, because it doesn't matter where you're at in life. We all have kick-in-the-gut moments, and it's what we do with that experience that, you know, kind of dictates where we lead our life, where we go and, and, you know, makes huge changes. Sometimes it's what actually encourages us or is the, the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Basically makes us make the change, makes us get off our Mm -hmm. butt and take action uh, when we've been wanting to. So if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment and really make us feel that. Yeah. So for me, when when, when you talk about that one particular kind of period of my life comes to mind. And um, this was probably about four years ago, five, four and a half years ago. And I, I was working at a job that uh, um, was about an hour commute each way. And I was driving, so two hours in the car every day. And it was a job where I, I felt unfilled, unpaid, or underpaid, and just like I had so much unmet potential within me. And so I just remember being in the car, sitting in traffic one day on the way to this job where I just look in the rearview mirror and make eye contact with myself and just think like, what am I doing with my life? Like I knew coming out of school and, and I had these dreams and I knew that I was going to do something big. It was just feeling inside of me. And I looked at my life and I was like, I'm not doing it right now. Like, like it's a, it's a good job, you know, it's, it's steady. Um, but I'm not challenged. I'm not making a difference in people's lives. Uh, I'm not providing the life that I want to for my family and, and, and setting, uh, my future family up for the uh, opportunities that I wanted to. And so that was just, that was kind of the low point of, 
I'm just sitting there and thinking, oh, well, I don't know what to do about it. I, I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of a man of action. And, and so that was a hard point for me to come to that realization and then try to figure out where to go from there uh, when there was not really any immediate prospects in sight. So that, that was probably my kick in the gut moment. Hmm. So there's a group of guys out there, and I would put myself in that category at one point in my life, that I would say something to you being at your age and say, you know what, Brad? Suck it up, dude. You haven't um, lived <laughs> life long enough. You haven't experienced enough to have a fulfilled life. What do you say to that? Mm-hmm. So I, I think it's good advice, but I think so I, I've gotten out of that spot now and, and talking about the concept of action. I think that when you find yourself in that position and kind of what I learned from that, that is that, all right, that's where you're at now. That's not where you have to be. And you might feel stuck for a little while, but how, what changes can you make in your life to start to work out of that? And, and that's really what inspired me to start a podcast and start building a business. So without getting into that spot, I don't know that I would have felt the pressure to actually step out of my comfort zone and start building a business, um, start the, really start the podcast that eventually led to building a business. It was just a side project at first. And so um, I think you're right. I think you have to be patient and you have to experience life and you have to gain, go through those moments and you have to gain that experience that's going to allow you um, to, to, achieve the things that will ultimately lead to fulfillment. Um, but you can't sit in that position and just wallow in it for too long. You got to start taking some sort of action, start doing something that has the potential to lead you out of it. Um, and and just take things into your own hands and not, not just accept what situation life has offered you. Yeah, I, I like that answer. And I will, I will go as far as saying, you know, Congrats to you. I give you kudos for making that decision and many others um, where you're at in your world at, at your age are doing that as well. And I just when I say that, I when I ask that question, I say it from a mindset of from much older guys, even older than myself, I'm 50, who still are doing the same thing over and over again that they haven't liked since their 20s. But they come from a generation that it it's just what you do. You know, mm-hmm. you, you just, <laughs> there's no other way. It's just what you've been taught. It's the industrial age still hanging on. And, you know, that that's just life. That's just the way you got to go forward with it. What do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, I think back to that same job that I was in at the time. And one of the things that really freaked me out was looking around and seeing folks who had been in a in the same role for you know 20 30 years where you know life is happening around them but they haven't really changed much of what they were doing what what they were headed um, what opportunities were offered to them because they were just complacent or comfortable or um, just kind of sticking to it and frank, frankly that just freaked me out I, mm-hmm. I saw that and I was like it, well, is that what, you know, the the 30-year-old future Brad is going to be, or 30-year future version of myself is going to be doing just the same thing, sitting in the same desk, looking at a computer, working on the same, you know, mundane type tasks that I'm doing now. And that was one of those things that 
probably scared me into action more than anything else was uh, was the fear of not living up to some greater potential. Right. And now when you say greater potential, define that for us, because um, I really just want to kind of hear from you. What what do you see in that as far as greater potential? What does that mean to you? Uh, so for that's a great question. Um, and, and for me, I always had a confidence and I don't know if it was a just confidence, but in myself that I, I was going to do something with my life that was meaningful, impactful for others, but also provided a great life for, for my family, afforded me the opportunities to, to uh, take my kids places, to give them the uh, just a, a wonderful life. And that's when I, when I think about living up to my potential, those are the type of things I think about. It's it's kind of that legacy piece of, okay, what can I do for others that people will remember me by at the end of my life uh, in terms of the impact I was able to have on them? Am I able to help other people achieve things? And that's that's my kids. That's people that that I that might be friends and family. And, but I always had this sense that there would be a, a greater purpose, a greater sense of service that I was offering to the world and that the work I spent uh, – my efforts on and I focused on would have an impact on other people and and wouldn't just be you know making more money for another corporation which the early part of my career that's what it felt like was happening so that that's where my my mind goes when I think about potential and um, it's it's really that helping other people and helping people to um, achieve their dreams even Brother, I absolutely love that. And see, this, it just, I mean, it sounds corny. It just warms my heart uh, because <laughs> it, it's just another reason why I love working. I got to give a shout out to um, uh, Tom and Karen Schwab out at Interview Valet and their entire team out there because that's who introduced the two of us. They know exactly the people that I like to have conversations with from <laughs> yeah. And this is it right here, man. Because too many people are out there, you know, just they're saying, well, they're they're looking for validation from their friends and some of them aren't even their friends they're just people on facebook or twitter or whatever now tiktok everybody wants validation on tiktok and hey <laughs> and i listen i watch tiktok i'm a user i'm not a i'm a i'm a um what do you call it uh i'm a i'm a watcher i don't really put content on there just yet um but <laughs> i say that because so many people are after materialistic stuff and validation from other people. And it's just the wrong thing to go after. And you got it dialed in, man. Yeah. And it's tough. I, I won't pretend that I have the, the perfect mindset or perspective when it comes to that. Um, and I think like a perfect example, I, we were out to, uh, to grab dinner this past weekend with some good friends of ours. And one of my, my friend, who I've known since since college shared how he just turned down a job offer to make three hundred thousand dollars a year, and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, dang, dude, like, <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> that you're turning down that type of job offer? It, but and it makes me then turn the mirror on myself and say, well, what am I doing? That like, am I am I on the right path? But it has to come back to you know that your overall why and, and what you're looking to accomplish with your life and. And actually, I, I don't mean to make it sound negative at all because I think that my friend turned it down because he has a good sense of his purpose and his why. Um, mm -hmm. But um, I think that it's so easy to look at those type of situations and 
turn it on yourself and say, well, why am I not affording or why, why don't I have those opportunities? Why is that not coming my way? Why, um, have I not put myself in a position for that? And it's not just with money, but it could be, you know, especially I know big thing with, with my generation, the millennials is, you know, going on social media and see people taking trips and you're like, man, how are they? It seems like they're in Europe every, every other week. Like what's going on there? And it, it's all of those things that pop up. Um, and oftentimes it's just one-off examples, but you see it over and over through your newsfeed or whatever you're looking at. And, uh, it's hard to stay on track and, and, and keep that perspective of, well, I'm doing this because I have a greater purpose for my life that I want to serve. And if you hold true to that and you're serving other people, odds are the financial returns will, will come your way um, as long as you stay faithful to it. But but it's a hard perspective to to maintain. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was Jim Rohn. I was getting mixed up between Jim Rohn and Zig Ziglar, but I'm pretty sure it was Jim Rohn that said, help enough people get what they want and you'll have more mm. than what you want in life. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically the gist of what you just said. Right, right. Yeah, it's a great quote. Yeah. And, you know, guys, watching people on social media and stuff, I always have this other saying, compare and despair. Um, you don't know what's going on in their life, man. I mean, look at somebody like Robin Williams or Anthony Bourdain. I always wanted to be Anthony Bourdain. I mean, who doesn't want to travel the world, meet amazing people, have the most amazing conversations and eat great food or some of it wasn't that great. Didn't look that great to me anyway. But <laughs> you, know, you get my point. I mean, but then you don't know what's going on in that dude's mind and what's going on in his life. And you don't know what's going on in these other people's lives. They might be over leveraged. They're stressed the hell out. They, you know, you just don't know what the heck's going on. So live your life. Add value to people in your immediate family, your friends, your community, and at some point get duly compensated for that and just live, man. Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, expectations can be the thief of happiness sometimes if you look at that stuff and and all you're doing is comparing it to your situation and, and setting expectations on your life mm -hmm. to have somebody else's highlight reel. Uh, so it's, it's definitely tricky waters to navigate in today's day and age, but you're right. Just living in the moment and living your life and enjoying what you've got. And I love that we started this podcast off with gratitude because that's, you know, the number one tool that I know of to really ground you and, and enjoy your life. Absolutely, man. None of it works without gratitude and without giving giving back and and just the whole having the whole gratitude and everything you already have because if you're not happy with what you already have you're not going to be happy with anything else you get in life either mm. so let's get it i want to get into you know your millennial mastermind i've been listening to it and i love it you've your matter of fact your last guest has been one of my um one of the i think like three people have been on my show twice. Aaron Walker's one of them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Big A. Uh, absolutely <laughs> Big a. love that man. And I got a chance to uh, sit down with him face-to-face -face at um, PodFest last year as well. Um, where did this all come from? How did you decide to – you already talked about getting the podcast started, but why the podcast? And it, that's where it kind of led into your business, right? Yeah, and so it, it probably – it's it did stem from that – that two hours of commuting daily when I was at that job that just, you know, wasn't, wasn't fulfilling and that you, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. So you can only listen to so much sports radio before, you know, you're ready to drive off the highway. <laughs> but, um, that's where I discovered podcasts. It was during that drive. And so, you know, it's one of those blessings when you look at the things that, 
you know, didn't seem to be going right in your life opens up doors to other opportunities. And so I discovered this, this world of podcasting and I discovered all these entrepreneurship based podcasts and personal development podcasts. And I loved it immediately as addicted. And, and I went down the rabbit hole of, you know, listening to podcasts at two times speed and just seeing how much content <laughs> I can consume. And, uh, you know, it got to the point where I don't think I was actually taking anything away from these. I was just trying to cram in as much content as possible. But what I, what I started to realize was that a, it's great to consume this content, but I needed to take some sort of action on, on what I was hearing and getting back to that concept of action. But B, uh, nobody was talking about these concepts that I was really enjoying learning about, these entrepreneurial concepts, a lot of things like mindfulness and meditation and, and mindsets and um, all these lessons I was taking in. But from the perspective of somebody who was a young professional who wanted to go down that route, just didn't know what that looked like for them, didn't have clarity on, on what their future looked like. And so that's when I decided to give it a shot found out that you can you can start one of these things pretty inexpensively and so uh got a domain name and set up the podcast and a couple months later was publishing the first episode um and that was uh, about three and a half years ago now which is which is just kind of a crazy thing time frame to reflect back on yeah that's how wow. that's three the origin years. that's about where mine's at too and i same yeah it's just interesting how it all got started um but yeah, that's I, I totally get that. I'm right on this on the same journey with you, and and this show actually evolved into a business. I had no, not I wouldn't say no desire. I just had no idea it was going to go into that. I was just having these amazing conversations with guys like yourself who are living their life of abundance and somehow paying it forward in the world. And because I, I just knew there were other guys out there. Uh, that just created an audience and it just took on a life of its own. So congrats mm -hmm. to you, man. That's freaking awesome. So what are some good news stories that are coming out of uh, the business side of what you've been doing? Because, you know, looking through your lineup of all your guests, super impressive, man. You just had some amazing conversations. And I'm like you, I could I could say that I want to sit here and binge on all of these, but... <laughs> it's, you've only got so much time in the day and I don't commute anymore. So uh, my listening time has been greatly diminished. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so some of the good news stories, in, I, I think for me, it's been the, the cool thing and, and what's evolved is the business side of this that we're still, we're still figuring out if I'm being honest, but is bringing together the, the audience and what we've done is create a, uh, a community of individuals who are interested in creating info, information-based businesses. And so that's people who are starting podcasts and who are who have YouTube channels and things like that that want to create a business that can support their life. And I think the Men of Abundance really closely re resonates with me because I, I am a big believer in creating a life of abundance um, based on your talents and based on, on the information that you can spread. And so the win has been seeing people be able to go out there and I've helped a number of people now create their own podcasts and, and start to have revenue streams come from that and income streams from, from just sharing things that they're passionate about and being able to watch, you know, friends and strangers and who are now friends go out and do this and start contributing in their own way to communities that they're passionate about serving and providing information to and, and really just helping at the end of the day 
is really rewarding for me. So that's that's the biggest thing is seeing people go out there and give back in their own way and use their talents and their treasure in a way that's impacting other people and just has this this ripple effect, this butterfly effect that you never know, you know, who you might help that then ultimately is going to help you know, thousands or even more people. So it's really cool to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Both the both the analogies I was thinking of, you just mentioned the ripple and the butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Brilliant minds think alike. We obviously Yes, sir. Yes, I sir. mean, <laughs> obviously I'm looking through your I was, you know, looking through your list, Rock Thomas, Aaron Walker again, Jeff Woods. Jeff Woods was one of my earliest guests who uh actually I had a conversation with Jay Pepizan, the the co author of the one thing. Oh, that's um, awesome. Before Jeff, yeah. I, I I I connected with um Jay on Twitter. And he's like, men of abundance, hell yeah, let's let's make that happen. Then they pulled a trick on me um, when I went to talk with Jeff, but that's a, that's in the episode. But anyhow, yeah, great stuff, man. That's funny. Uh, yeah, Jeff was uh, was my first guest. So listening to his old show before he got hooked up with the one thing, right? Uh, was the mentee mm-hmm. uh, was. That was one of the inspirations for me to start my podcast. So small world, but yeah, yeah. He was the guest, mentee was great, and then one. when he when he I was there during the whole transition when he was moving it over and handing it over to I forget who it was he handed it over to and had that whole competition and all that and all that stuff. And then um, I don't know, just to me it it was like I was there for Jeff kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I fell off a little bit at that point too. Yeah, I listened for a little bit. I gave it a chance, but anyhow, and then I, that was about the time I had to start toning down how many podcasts i was listening to and <laughs> audiobooks and whatnot anyhow yeah so, yeah good stuff man obviously some some great conversations that we've had and amazing connections uh to boot uh that we've been able to connect so many other people with it's just uh, the whole the whole ecosystem the whole um everybody in the podcasting world just to me have just been amazing people yeah, I agree with that. It's people who are all super passionate about mm-hmm. something, about whatever they're sharing and, and talking about. So yeah. it, it's a cool world to, to be part of. It truly is. So, brother, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? Let's do it. Excellent. So share one to three actionable steps that men of abundance can take today. I'm a firm believer that, that one of the most important things that you can change in your life to change the tr- trajectory of, of where you're headed and, and just change your mindset and and everything about your life is by surrounding yourself with people who inspire you um, and make you a better man and a better person. And so my number one step would just be to look at your inner circle. And this goes back to the Jeff Woods days of uh, talking about mentors and, and who you spend the most time with. And uh, you, I'm, I'm imagining that your listeners have probably heard the quote, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And for sure, really take some time to reflect on, on that. Who are the five people you're closest to? And, and are those people who are really, you know, uh, helping you live a better life, people that you want to modulate in your life and, and that you aspire to be like? And, and if not, take, take some time to start thinking about how you can connect with people who do inspire you and, and who are doing things that, you know, push you to be better. Um, and I think one simple way to to go about doing that is just to reach out to the, talk to the folks who you do know who inspire you, and say, "Hey, I really appreciate you as a person, as a as a friend or a family member, whatever it is. Who else in do you know in your life that you think would be a good person for me to know?" And usually, those people are more than willing to make some introductions. 
Yeah, yeah, there's no doubt about it. If they're not going to put time into you themselves, they will introduce you to somebody who will give you the equivalent or close to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mentorship. I, that's been my experience anyway. And most of the time, you know, you got to understand, guys, when you ask somebody like that, you know, depending on who they are and where they're at in their life, everybody else is trying to get on their on their calendar as well. Um, so you got to respect that. And you got to give something back as well. But I 100% agree with what you said, especially those of you who are sitting in a position that you want to get out of and you're listening to the negativity all day long if you're in a position where you can put on some headset drown out all that all that background noise and listen to something positive listen to men of abundance listen to millennial mindset any number of other you know podcasts books you name it that's out there get that stuff in your head and get all you know push all the other stuff out it will only do you great yeah, and it doesn't even be, have to necessarily be uh, the mentors who you're reaching out in this situation too. It could be you might have somebody who you're close friends or even loose friends with who you look at and you go, man, that's that's an awesome guy there. I, I, I wish I could spend some more time with them. We'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Or a lot of times the mentors who I'm connected with who have had the biggest impact in my life have been introduced to me by somebody who's more of just a peer but just knew I was interested in being connected mm-hmm. with entrepreneurial minded people. Then they make the introduction to that person. One conversation leads to another and, and you never know what relationships can be born just from, you know, those type of introductions. Yeah. It's amazing, isn't it? It sure is. So what are some rituals that make the biggest impact in your life? Uh, so I'm a big fan of physical exercise, just getting out there and, doing some some tough things so this past weekend i i've uh i completed a tough mutter that i'd been training for for a couple of months and just make a regular habit of getting to the gym and going out for runs and and things that challenge me on a regular basis so when the inevitable challenging things in life do come up you've got both uh, a harder mindset and and body that can help you get through that um that's big piece of it i'm also a big fan of meditation um you know, it's one of those things that is easy to pass up on or if your your day is crazy, one of the easy things to cut out. But I've been trying really hard to make sure that that's uh, a regular piece of my schedule, um, even if it's spending five minutes with my eyes closed in the car before I walk in the office, you know, <laughs> just finding the time to make it happen. Um, and then having some, some designated time with those people who are the closest relationships in my life. So, you know, my wife... You know, making sure that, yeah, I, I know I'm going to be working hard and busting my butt, but that she gets the attention that she deserves from me as well to make sure that that relationship is always uh, in a place it needs to be. Excellent. Yeah. So based on what we're talking about today, what would you recommend that our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? Ooh, um, one book that I've read recently that uh, that really shook me up uh, and challenged me was uh, "Can't Hurt Me" by David Goggins. I don't know if you've you've checked that one out, Wally. As you were prefacing that, I was thinking of that very book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. I've listened to it a couple times, and I I don't know about you, but I recommend listening to that one as opposed to just reading it. So I I just read it, but I've heard that that uh, he adds some commentary into the audio version so i got to get around to listening to it but even even just reading it um that one you know messed 
me up a little bit in, in a good way <laughs> and just helps you realize that, you know, you're capable of so much more than your mind tells you you are. So uh, I recommend anybody uh, checks that one out who, who needs yeah, a little boost. When I say this, you'll, you'll totally relate. When I w- first listened to that book, and I do recommend listening to it because he puts so much more commentary into the uh, into the audio version. Uh, it's a, a completely different experience. And I listen to much of it in the wintertime. And even here in Florida, it does get kind of cold, like 42 degrees, something like that. So I would, I just felt obligated to listen to parts of it outside, even while I was sitting in the cold uh, community pool. Yeah, I could totally see that. I was, I list, or I was reading it at a time when, uh, when I wasn't doing much cardiovascular activity at all i maybe had run like two or three miles in the Mm -hmm. in the last couple of months and i just go out and run six miles because i'm so fired up about listening it just the book just listening to it just made me feel like i was just way too comfortable yeah Uh, and i just didn't deserve being that comfortable yeah it makes (laughs) you feel soft for sure (laughs) for sure absolutely man well thanks for sharing that i definitely recommend that one guys um, read or listen, but I definitely recommend you listening to it. Um, what do you feel holds most people back from living a life of true abundance? I think it's the fear of failure and just not not trying things. Um, we've talked about it a little bit, but just having the willingness to, uh, for me, this was the case, and sounds like maybe it may, it may have been for you too, was just having the willingness to go out on a limb and start the podcast has opened up so many other doors and opportunities that I would never have discovered, conversations that never could have been had if it was just me reaching out to some of these folks asking for a cup of coffee or a phone call. Um, and it's changed the trajectory of my life and, and my mindset especially. And so that's just one example, but I think that people not – they get too caught up on on the fear of what happens if I fail, what will people think, um, things like that, that you got to try to put that aside and just go for it. And it's always worse in your mind than what it would actually be if, if something doesn't work out. So you just got to go for it. Yeah, absolutely. You said it right there. And most of the time, the fear stems from what will other people think? It's not a true fear of you actually doing what you want to do. You want to do that deed, whatever it is. Pick up the phone and call somebody or ask that young lady out or whatever the case may be. Ask for a raise at work or you know, ask for the new position at work that's going to put you ahead of your peers. It's not the act that you're afraid of generally. When you break it down, it's the act of what are other people going to think of me? What are my coworkers going to think? What are my mom going to think? And man, I got to pull a Gary V on you and tell you just let that shit go. Yeah, you know, sir. They are nobody in your life when it all comes down to it. Uh, ultimately, you got to live your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you got to think about what's the opportunity cost of not going for it too in, in a way that uh, Aaron Walker uh, or it may not have been Aaron Walker, but one of my recent guests put it was, what is, if you think about the trajectory of your life in that, if you, in that final year of your career, so say you go out and you start a business and it's successful, and that last year where you're just raking it in, what is that worth? Because every year you wait, that's the opportunity cost. Yeah, the first year you're working on something might not make the financial impact or may not have 
is a huge success. But by waiting, you're, you're, you're putting off that last year and that's the opportunity that you're le- losing. So think of it that way. And that was kind of powerful, a powerful way to frame it for me. Yeah, absolutely. That actually sounds like something Aaron would say. Uh, yeah. And that's something that I use with my clients. I <laughs> said, so I just showed you how much you're going to make over the next 12 months to five years. The longer mm-hmm. you wait, that, that's money down the drain. Right, exactly. It is very powerful. It really is for you to consider that. So what does being a man of abundance mean to you? For me, it's just taking a look at at your life and being willing to put in effort to help other people achieve their their dreams. That's what the Millennial Mastermind podcast and and all of the the kind of spinoff businesses that have come from that are about is helping other people be more successful in their life. So, you know, it doesn't even always have to be the most selfless of endeavors. It could be a business that you're building that is helping other people that does pay you back. But think about how how much more meaningful your life is going to be when your efforts are around this idea of and this concept of helping other people get what they need and and help them get through tough times and help them, you know, make a better life for their family. That's what fires me up, and and that's what uh, being being a man of abundance means to me. I uh, greatly appreciate that, man. And I want to see what your thoughts are on this because, you know, when we talk about giving to others and doing for others, there's two huge contrast people that I use as an analogy in this, or and it's real world actually. You've got Mother Teresa on one side who helped you know thousands of people around the world and didn't, you know, had no monetary, you know, um, lifestyle, if you will, where on the other side, you have Bill Gates, who probably actually and literally helps hundreds of thousands of people around the world, if not literally millions of people, quite frankly, um, and has a lot of monetary gain for that. You can be that either one of those spectrums or anywhere in between guys. Um, the mm-hmm. ultimate thing is what fulfills you the most. And now Bill and Melinda are doing things in the world. I mean, they're eradicating disease, for goodness sake. I mean, they're doing things around the world that some people couldn't even consider 10, 20 years ago. Um, so consider that. Just think about that in your own life. What are your thoughts on that, Brad? Yeah, I mean, uh, the word that comes to mind is abundance. And so I think that it's, <laughs> exactly. a, it's an appropriate thought. And, and having abundance in terms of what what you attract into your own life and what you create in your own life, but it also gives you the opportunity to have a greater impact. And, you know, there's the probably overused example at this point of of the Tom shoes business model, Mm -hmm. those social business models where, you know, anybody who wants to go out and start a nonprofit, I am all for that. That is, you know, anybody who does that has a beautiful heart. And I, I think that that's an amazing thing, but I'm also a big fan of these businesses that have a social that are social enterprises that are really looking to make a difference based on some sort of cause. Mm-hmm. And I think that you can have such a huge impact by looking at the world that way of there's nothing wrong with making some money, but when you're doing that and also having an impact in the world and, and making some sort of social change, some positive impact in the world, that is just 
an incredible fuel for business. And a, and a, you talk about, you know, what is your why with Simon Sinek? It's like if, if you have a why that is really that deeply rooted in making an impact in the world, your employees, yourself, your business is all going to be just fueled so, so strongly uh, to s- succeed. Um, and you talk about abundance and, and man, that's it is just, you know, bringing in as many resources as possible um, and, and driving impact and change in the world. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I like the the Tom shoes is what I refer to as the well, I actually learned it from Yannick Silver is um is a um, for purpose business. And I much mm-hmm. prefer that over, you know, like I said, like you said, nonprofits are great as long as it's done for the right reason, uh, truly for the right reason. Uh, but for purposes, I, I dig that too. And Yannick Silver actually has a book called Evolved Enterprise, uh, which I highly recommend. Uh, and it talks about just that building um, for purpose. And, he, and Tom Shoes was one example that he used out of that it, within that book. I got that here somewhere on my shelf. Anyhow, brother, it, man, amazing conversation. Thanks a lot for your time. Thanks for everything that you're doing, man. I dig it. We're going to close this up, but before we do, what did we not talk about that our, uh, that you would like for our abundant listeners to get out of our conversation today, and how else can they get a hold of you? Uh, I think the we touched on it, but one thing I just really want to drive home is you know, if there's a pain point in your life right now, just think about what actions you can take and, and what effort you can start putting towards resolving that and and getting through that challenge. And it doesn't always have to, it, it might not be the right action, but just start working on it. And, you know, when, when I started the podcast, I didn't have perfect clarity of what it was going to end up being of, you know, who I was going to serve all those things that came with time and iteration and um, just Wherever you see that pain point, be willing to, to put some efforts at it and, and just take some positive actions and see where it might lead. Um, in, in terms of where people can find me, they can check out the Millennial Mastermind podcast. It's on any of your, your podcasting apps, millennialmm.com. And then for those folks who are interested in you know building a business based on content and information, uh, feel free to check out the Foundation Mastermind community we're we're building something special over there too so that's all at uh, millennialmm.com perfect and i'll have that linked up in the show notes guys so don't worry about writing that down it'll be there uh you can go in there and click on that and go straight there if you're not in a place to write it down right now brad again thanks a lot man keep paying it forward you're doing amazing things man go out and live your life of abundance wally thank you so much you too man this is a great show i love the concept i love love what you're doing here so appreciate you having me on yeah i appreciate that That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.